this is Jen. I'm uh, starting my first podcast, and I have here my good friend, Shivani. Um, Shivani and I work for the same firm, and we've always just kept in touch. Shivani, welcome. Thanks. Thank you for Thanks doing for having my, me. Thank you for doing this podcast. I know I'm like still at the beginner stages, so it seems kind of like I'm all over the place, but this will be a good combo. Yes, it will. Um, so I want to go into how we met. So you and I, we work for the same firm and like we interned together. Mm-hmm. Like that seems so long 2013. ago. Yeah. <laughs> and you and, and, and through college, cause we went back for our math. Like, did you have a master's? Like, I did a five year five program year. to get 150 credits, but then I did a double major in IST as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'll talk about that. So our majors were both accounting. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is IST? Information Science Technology. Gotcha. Cool. And you went to Penn State, right? Went to Penn State. I went to Manhattan College. And I think the, one of the things that first bonded Shivani and I were we were both presidents of this honor society. <laughs> so at the, at the same time, so she was president at Penn State and I was president at Manhattan College. And we kind of just like kept in touch and since then and always just like remain close. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we, so what did you want to be when you were growing up? Um, I always wanted to be a lawyer cause I was the youngest child in my family. And, um, I had a little bit of a argumentative side, so <laughs> I thought being a lawyer would be a good fit for me. I have some cousins who are lawyers and I always looked up to them. Um, but that obviously didn't happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think as I went through school, uh, I started gravitating towards like math classes. And then in high school, I had like accounting classes. And then um, in my senior year of high school, we had like a co-op program where you could go to school from like whatever, eight to yeah. 12. And then essentially from like one to three, you would go to your co-op, which is like a job somewhere. Yeah. And so there's a huge hospital by our house called Geisinger and um, Geisinger was offering like finance co-op. So I was like, okay, like this is awesome. I can like go to school for half the day and work the other half of the day, yeah. make money and like learn like finance, I guess. That's awesome. Um, so I think, yeah, that's what gravitated me towards accounting. I continued the co-op actually after high school into my first two years of college, did like part-time work there, worked there during the summers. Um, and then, yeah, I declared the accounting major. Wow. I wouldn't even like know that. Yeah, it was awesome. It was yeah. like a good setup. I So like I hear now like schools are doing that, which I think is awesome because it kind of like um shows you what skills you have and your Mm -hmm. best skills like i kind of wish i did that um i mean i went to a catholic school um in like like middle school and high school and i don't even know how i got into accounting but in college i was a business major but i was undeclared like my freshman year it's my sophomore going into my sophomore year um i met one um one of these people who also went to Manhattan College and she was graduating that year in accounting. Mm-hmm. She works for our like our company, but I became she became like my mentor and I've then after that I declared accounting and that's how I kind of got into this accounting gig. Yeah. Yeah. 
but I never, I didn't think I like, when I was growing up, I wanted to be a teacher. And then I was like, maybe I want to be a fashion designer. But like, those immediately went out the window. I know <laughs> they I could wanted, still happen. <laughs> I wanted, like, I've always was passionate, passionate about teaching, but I obviously also wanted to make money. So then kind of went into accounting and I've always been the girl to kind of like follow the rules. Like I wasn't, you know, like I wasn't a troublemaker or <laughs> I barely got in trouble. So like, I kind of think that this career has like that type of structure, you know what I mean? Where yeah. it's kind of like you need to. I think as I grew older and throughout college, like I, ha I had also had a cousin who was an accounting major and worked for the firm at the time. Um, and he would tell me like his stories and how it's like a good major to start off with because it provides you a good foundation for your career, whether right. you choose to stay in this field or not. Like you're always going to need the skills that you learn in the accounting major and then also at our firm, right? Like all the soft skills that you get. Like yeah. they, those are such crucial skills that you need to be successful in life. And like you will never like regret having that experience. Yeah. And there's also like a misconception about our career. And I talk about this all the time because, you know, when people ask us, what do we do? Right. Mm -hmm. Where you just say accounting because it's like the broader definition. And then people automatically think, oh, taxes. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Yeah. Pause right I there. pay someone to do my taxes. I'm not ashamed to say <laughs> that. But yeah, I don't do them myself because I'm like, that's yeah. not like I took two tax classes in college and yeah they were great but yeah i don't know anything taxes <laughs> not my forte like i do my taxes and i do some people's taxes just like be basic just like really basic but yeah. beyond like if you own anything or anything i'm not doing it <laughs> so yeah and i'm not i don't pretend to know everything i just tax is just not my thing yeah same um and then we have audit which is like everybody's like like core audit which mm -hmm. People also don't know what that means, but um, yeah, now we're kind of like in a, what would you say? How would you describe our job now? Like if, how do you explain what we do? I usually tell people, I give them the example of like, <laughs> I'm trying to remember even one example that I gave. Well, they know what the basic definition of audit is, right? Yeah, Getting right. audited and then people like freak out when they hear that word. <laughs> yeah. But I usually, because I'm on the technology side, right? So like I always explain to them like, hey, you have your like core financial auditors who are auditing the numbers, but I am there to like provide comfort over the systems that they're using to like output these numbers. Um, that's what I usually say. And then yeah. they're like, oh, okay, like that sounds cool. <laughs> but some of them don't even get it. I know. And like just for my listeners, like Shivani and I work for the same firm, but we don't do the same things yeah. at all and people in our jobs were never really doing the same thing so we have very different career paths and like where we are um i'm an internal audit which is more of like supporting companies in their internal audit and compliance stage like and i feel like i'm in the audit side but also in more of the consulting space because mm -hmm. it's all like client base and whatever yeah it's need. professional services yeah. whatever your client needs in yeah. the realm of audit or maybe even something else outside of that yeah if we have it yeah. yeah um so what has changed um looking back like what's changed about what you expected of your career like looking back in college and how and why you did this major and then now we're three years in right like what what changed in your what you expected um, I think because I had the co-op experience in high school, 
I quickly realized how important it was to like gain some of these soft skills, just like basic things like making a task list, like staying on top of your time, like being as efficient as possible, being productive, right? Like using your skills to make your job easier. Like I remember at my co-op, they were doing something so manual. And some of the people that I worked with, um, you know, had accounting majors. They weren't IT majors like I was, right? So um, there were some things that I came in and I was like, um, I'm not doing this manually. Like yeah. I'm going to automate it in some way. And then I, I created a process for them, which felt really good. Um, so I think like what has changed between like high school, college days to now is I think I've just understood how important you how important your career is and how important it is to embed your career into your life, right? Like right. I personally don't think that they should be separate things. Like no. nine to five, I'm here. And then I turn off, I'm a completely different person and I go about my day after that. Like, no, I think that you need to integrate the two to truly have like a good balance, right? Because in this day and age, you can really do anything, anything that you anywhere. want, right? So yeah. I don't know. I think it's important to remember to have good work-life balance but also know that sometimes like work is going to be really stressful and it's yeah. going to take up a lot of your time and then sometimes there's going to be things that happen with your family and hopefully you're lucky enough to find like a good firm that supports that right like mm -hmm. our firm has been super supportive when my dad had his surgery like everybody understood i needed to work from the hospital literally yeah. that week and yeah it was busy season i had like clients filing uh, the week that he had surgery the week after um and it was super stressful but i was around a good team that was supportive and let me you know work remotely and get what i needed to get done so i think i didn't realize i guess in high school how important it was to i guess integrate your career into your life and yeah. that i've just like totally realized now and a lot of people think i'm crazy for it but i think it's important because that's how you're going to grow. Yeah. And I always say like, you know, that term work life balance. And then what, like the real term, it should be like work life integration. Right. Because mm -hmm. like you said, it's not a nine to five job where we just turn off and like, don't work. Like we're working all the time. And I guess a thing that I kind of struggle with is that people understanding how important my job is and my career. Like when I open a laptop in the middle of like uh, my family having like you know, us hanging out, like, there's just like, why are you working? And I'm like, well, I'm in a space where I kind of like need to get this done. You know, we deal with clients and have like strict deadlines. And but also, like you said, like, there are times where we balance it where we're just like, yeah. not as busy. And then we have some flexibility. And it's all about putting ourselves first. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think a lot of times people struggle like people who are for our age or even in our career field, they are struggling with finding that balance because they feel like they're always working. And, mm -hmm. you know, in our jobs and not in, in accounting, like that's what it is, busy season and people always hear of working till like 12 a.m. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like, so did you expect to work that much? Like, did... Um. No, I did not expect that yeah. at first, but I had a cousin again, like I said earlier, I had a cousin who worked at the firm before I had started um, and he's now at a bank somewhere else. But I knew like what he was going through. He was in core audit and he was on a really big client mm -hmm. um, and he was working a lot, like all the time. Um, you know, I, I'm from Pennsylvania, so every single weekend 
um, my parents would come to New Jersey. We'd go to New Jersey to see like my dad's brothers and our cousins and stuff. And like, I would see my cousin and he'd be at the dining table, like working his ass oh my off, God. excuse my language. But, um, yeah, he would be really working hard. And I was like, okay, I, I think like, this is probably going to be a glimpse of what I'm getting into. Yeah. Um, but on the bright side, like he was doing really well at work. Like he had met so many amazing people that were yeah. going to get him far in his career. And he felt proud of what he was doing. And I'm like, I would do that if I knew it was going to get me somewhere. And right. look at where I am now. Like I'm extremely proud of how far I've come. And I don't think like I would have come this far if I was somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. And it, um, we've worked so hard and sometimes we forget how far we've come. Like mm-hmm. especially because it wasn't, sometimes people say it's not what I expected out of college. You know what I mean? Like I thought that I was going to be here or like be at the top of the like it's not like that you still have to put in the hard work um i guess so a lot of people struggle with trying to stay happy and motivated in our jobs or whatever job that they're going through and kind of like our age where we're really in it and now we figure out like this is not what i wanted or we're questioning if this is what we want to do for the rest of our lives um, and just like not happy or motivated. So like, how do you stay happy or how do you stay motivated? And what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, this is something that I struggle with like regularly. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it can be very difficult to stay motivated and positive when you've had a busy season, you've got deadlines, you've got people like demanding all these things from you. Um, It's definitely hard, but I think, I think what's really important is self-care. Like that's one thing that I've really, really realized over the past year. Like as I got promoted and um, had a little bit more flexibility over my schedule, I think this year, and I've gotten feedback in the past, like in my first two years at work, I was working really hard. And I had actually gotten feedback from my coach being like, you need to implement work-life balance. Like I was flying um, to a client in Texas, like every Sunday, I'd go to Texas and Friday night, I'd come back. So literally I only had Saturday to like come here, do my laundry, see my family and like do whatever else I needed to do and then get back on a plane the next day. And I did that for nine months. Like it was challenging. Um, And so she gave me the feedback, like, why are you flying on Sundays? Like, why don't you fly Monday morning? If you're going to fly Friday night, fly Monday morning. Like you'll get your, your hours in, like it should be fine. Or, you know, why don't you spend the weekend there instead? Like, do something fun down there. Go travel somewhere else. Um, So I took her feedback. And I think it's hard when you first start out in your career because you're trying to prove yourself to your managers and your directors and partners, obviously. Um, And, of course, you're trying to satisfy your client, right? So it's it's difficult. But I think as you learn and as you grow, you you sort of earn that um, flexibility. and I guess autonomy over your schedule. So I think over the past year, I've really learned how to just take care of myself more and be a little bit more compassionate. And so one of the things that I do to stay motivated is schedule something in my calendar. Like there's always something scheduled within the next seven days for me to look forward to. So like this past year, um, I got on the class pass train and I'm like completely addicted to cycling and boxing. Like I try to do those each once a week at least. Yeah. Um, And that makes me really happy. Or like another thing that makes me happy is spending time with my family. Mm -hmm. Like they're such a big part of my life. Um, So I'm planning stuff with them. So I think just like 
making sure that you plan something and make sure that you stick to stick it. Stick to it. Um, like, let people know. Like, I've been fortunate enough to have supportive um, managers and directors on my projects, and they know how important my family is to yeah. me. They know how important it is for me to, like, go outside and learn something new, and they've allowed me to do that. But if you don't have that, then, like, be communicative. And, like, yeah. obviously you need to, like, earn a little bit of that flexibility, right? It can't just like come. You have to gain the trust of your superiors, but schedule it and then communicate and be yeah. like, hey, this Wednesday, I'm going to this boxing class. Do you want to come? You have to be <laughs> open. Like no one else, I say this, no one else is going to put your career first. Yeah. You're the only one. If there's something that you're unhappy with, if there's something that you want to learn more about, speak up. Mm-hmm. And you know what? What have you got to lose, right? Like, I mean, I think another thing is that people struggle with finding their voice, especially in a pl- in a large company or mm-hmm. where they feel like they're at the lowest part of the totem pole. And I always say, like I was on a panel last week and one of the questions were like, where do you, when do you, at what level do you feel like your voice is valuable? And I was sitting on a panel with like a VP of internal audit. I'm in a, a three, like I'm an associate. I have a senior, there's managers there. And my immediate response was like you your voice is valuable at every single level Mm -hmm. it's about how you communicate and you need to wear your confidence on your sleeve because if you have any self-doubt that will show right through and people won't listen because if you're doubting yourself people will doubt you so Mm -hmm. i'm always like you have to be confident in what you have to say and it's fine to not know or not have all the answers um but speaking up is really crucial and important Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um so we went into how you stay and you like you went into scheduling something and Mm -hmm. i know you as the like scheduler i literally have this podcast on my calendar right now like (laughs) okay brunch and podcast with jen at 12 yeah no and i am the same way where like I love calendar invites. I love mm-hmm. planning. I still, I've used a planner, like a daily planner since maybe like in grade school, like when they yeah. gave us our planners and helped us to say, I, I always took pride in my planners. Mm-hmm. Like I like invested in a really expensive planner this year, but it makes me feel accountable. Like, like I, I have a list of things that I need to try to get done in that day. Mm-hmm. And that's where I stay. Like I set my goals. Like I think a, Another thing is that people tend to set really like high goals and it's it's like short term goals and long term goals. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I have a list for both um, and scheduling things mm-hmm. like you and I also like to go to these like talks or like any events that so Shivani and I like to attend like women's events or like any panel workshops, just workshops mm-hmm. like outside of um our job so i think that's important too having people that you can hang out with that are not just like oh let's go out let's you know do this or let's go out at night or like having friends that like want to go to like speaking events with you Mm -hmm. like that's awesome and every time we go to one i always like feel so inspired and so refreshed Mm -hmm. and so motivated um and then it like spikes up my motivation to like do all these things totally i think um one of my favorite i guess companies that holds these like workshops slash speaking events is general assembly like they do an awesome job um they always have like women's events or they have like 
entrepreneurs coming in to speak about how they became an entrepreneur or, you know, what are some of the failures they saw as they went through their journey? Like they, those are like very meaningful to me because Mm -hmm. it's completely outside of like what I do in my day to day. Right. Um, and I think you need to continuously keep going to those events or just looking outside of your own scope because you really should figure out like if this is what you want to be doing, right? Like I like what I'm doing, but I also don't know what else is out there because I've kind of like grown with this for the last maybe 10 years of my life, right? Like I went to college, the recruitment process to get into a big four is very big. Like you start that almost in your freshman year, I would say, right? Like you join an accounting society, you kind of like start attending these networking events and then you learn about the big four and then it's kind of like a path from there yeah. until you get your internship and full-time offer, right? So that's all I've known for so long now. Um, and so I'm grateful that we live in like such a big city right. to be able to go to these things and learn about other careers and what other people are doing with their lives. Because there's so much out there. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like get out of your comfort zone, like learn from other people i think that that's why i started this podcast to begin with because i felt like i know so many great people who are my friends acquaintances that i meet and they're just doing great things and not everybody's journey is the same and not everybody feels like they're successful but they are they're exactly where they need to be but we're always so focused on the next best thing or what else is out there and when you start to listen to other people's stories it kind of allows you to self-reflect and say hey like obviously that person is successful in what they're doing but she may have not had an easy journey like that is so relatable for people and people need that to stay inspired and stay Mm -hmm. motivated yeah it's kind of like instagram right like you see there's like this fitness person i follow on instagram and she has like a sick body and like once in a while she'll post like a picture from like five years ago where she wasn't as healthy as she wanted to be um but you don't see that all the time right like you just see all of the good stuff all the good stuff but no one's ever understanding like the journey that it took to get there right? right so it's just like anything in life like not even instagram but yeah it's like everyone has their own journey and you shouldn't compare yours to theirs because you have different end goals, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to have different ways of getting to those goals. So keep on doing your thing. <laughs> what is like your current like favorite podcast or what you like to do or listen to? Um, so I just, when I moved into this apartment, um, obviously I live alone now. Yeah. So it's like a lot quieter because I miss my roommate. <laughs> but um, I bought Alexa and <gasps> she might turn on right now. But I love her oh because I can just be like, hey, Alexa, play NPR. And then she'll play it. I'm hoping <laughs> that it doesn't turn on. Um, yeah, so I listen to NPR. I listen to Planet Money. Um, my cousin recently told me about this podcast. Well, it's not really a podcast. She does a bunch of videos on YouTube. Abraham, Abraham Hicks. Um, it's called the law of attraction. And basically I think it's just all about like positive energy and wherever you find negative sources of energy, just cut it out. Like, do you be positive, put whatever you want into the universe out there. Absolutely. And whatever you want act like you already have that thing and it will happen awesome advice and when my cousin told me about this i started thinking about it like really thinking about it and i'm like you know what like most of the things that i've wanted for my career or my life like i've always kind of just acted like they were going to happen like i never had yeah never had doubt that it wouldn't happen yeah like like even getting into penn state i was like 
it's gonna happen like I'm I don't have a doubt about that like yeah yeah I was unfortunate that I went to a branch campus for the first two years but that was a blessing in disguise for me because one I had an awesome GPA to start out with for, for my first two yeah. years two I continued with my co-op at home saved a bunch of money made a lot of money and I got to stay in touch with That's like all awesome. my friends and family. Um, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I thought you just started right out of Penn State. I didn't even know. No, I went like to like a Penn State branch campus first. I had no idea. And then I transferred to the main campus. Um, and actually, before I transferred to the main campus, I went to a study abroad. And I think I had better chances of getting in the study abroad program because I was a branch campus student with like a high GPA. So yeah. that helped me as well. Um, yeah. So there's like... There's always, always like signs funny. of like, hey, this might be the, not the most ideal situation, but like this is happening for a reason. And it's going to benefit you in the yeah. long run. And I always think of that. I thought about that at the same time, too. When people say like, oh, where else did you apply to? I only applied to our firm, oh, which really? is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, the fa- and I never had any doubt that I wouldn't get it. Mm-hmm. And there was probably a high chance, like looking back now, like why did I put all my eggs in this one basket? Mm-hmm. But I never really... I wasn't really nervous even getting into well when I went to Manhattan when I got into Manhattan College like I actually wanted to go to Baruch because save money like it was a good business school but I'm so happy I ended up going to Manhattan College just because it really brought out like like who I am now Mm -hmm. um I was like I say this all the time but people don't believe me when I was growing up I was very quiet like the girl that was like very quiet, never really had a voice, did not speak up. And I I was one of those girls that like kind of jumped from friend group to friend group, but never like the leader, kind of just like the quiet girl. Mm-hmm. And then high school, I went to an all girl school, kind of like really boosted my confidence and trying to allowed me to grow into my own. And then it wasn't until college where I started to like get way more involved and like my first year I didn't do that much but then I was in like choir and then I did student government and then I became an RA for two years and then Beta Alpha Psi Mm -hmm. and um yeah just getting involved in all these things and I was also working on campus and then at some point I was like like I was reflecting on my like college career and I'm like I didn't know all of this like, I didn't plan all of this, right? Like, I was just trying to tick, check the, like, check off the boxes on the list of, like, yeah. this is what I got to do, this is what I got to do, this is what I got to do. But then it all came full circle when people were like, Jen, like, what is this college going to do without you? And, like, it was, like, they they wrote a whole article on it on, like, what I did at, like, the end. Which That's was, like, amazing. <laughs> which is, like, weird. But, yeah, like, and I, I've always like held my college like very close to my heart and I go there occasionally to do like you know speaking events Mm -hmm. or presentations or speak on a panel because I do think it's important to really talk about our experience and we've been there we've been in their shoes of like not knowing where our like what the next step is and Mm -hmm. I think I gravitated towards accounting too because um we always had to follow what was next and it was very straightforward on what we had to do next. Now we're in our careers and we're just like, well, what, what's next, right? Like you get promoted and then um, the next promotion and it's kind of set, but then, but it can go either way. Like yeah. there's so many things you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You mentioned a really good point, like paying it forward. There were yeah. definitely people like growing up, my cousins for sure, my parents, um, a lot of people who served as role models to me and even in college like 
I remember the first day I went to like a networking event at Penn State and I was so nervous to talk to all of the companies and I found the beta office I table. And mm-hmm. at that table, there was this girl, Christina. She was the president at that time. And she just like t- helped me through it. She coached me through like what I should be doing. And it was awesome. And she was definitely like a cheerleader for me. And like I'm forever, forever grateful to her because she taught me like everything I needed to know yeah. to like get past that fear of like talking to the recruiters. And then from there, like she helped me become the secretary and then later on the president of Beta Office Um So yeah, I think it's super important. Like you going back to campus and just like paying it forward yeah. is like going to be so valuable to somebody else and you don't even know. Yeah. And I like signed up to be a mentee. I also uh, signed up for like another organization to help younger kids, like mm-hmm. to be a mentor. And I think that's important because, like, wherever you are, whether you feel like you're successful or not, like, there's so much more to tell and so many, like, younger generations can learn from you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to really, like, keep connected with the, like, younger generation, too. Because, like, we're going to grow up and we're easily going to be, like, filtered out and, like, be the <laughs> yeah. old people that don't know anything. So I think it's important for us to stay connected and... um and we're just rem- it's a good reminder for how far we've come really yeah, for sure yeah um so where do you get your like you mentioned like this girl Christina really taught you every like things you know and trying to overcome that fear but like where do you get your work ethic or like who do you learn from like your mentors yeah i think it comes down to my parents um and my family really uh so i'm first generation american um my parents are from, my dad's from India. My mom was born in Africa, in South Africa. I have but no she, idea. That's crazy. Yeah, she, they're Indian. Yeah. Um, but they lived in South Africa when my mom was born, in Zambia specifically. Um, and then, yeah, my parents had an arranged marriage and they moved to America in like 19. I think my dad was here first in 75 and then he eventually brought my mom over. Um, and so when they got here, they were doing like odd jobs. My dad was, you know, doing odd jobs for my uncle or working on something in construction. And then my mom, um, I think she started off working at a bank as a teller. And then eventually my dad was like, all right, like the Gujarati culture, which is Gujarat is a state in India and Gujarati is what we are. It's very common for Gujaratis to be business people. Yeah. Um, so actually even even then my grandfather had a business both of my grandfathers my mom's side and my dad's side were both tailors in zambia and india um so i think they've also they've always had that entrepreneurial spirit in them and then eventually when my dad came here he got involved with a business partner who owned hotels and now he's in the hotel industry and my mom works in finance at a um, large healthcare company where we're from so i think growing up like I always knew the struggle that they had because it was like, okay, if somebody didn't show up to work the front desk or a maid didn't show up to clean the rooms, like my mom or my dad was going to the hotel or, hey, we got to go to Sam's Club to stock up on like coffee cups and all that stuff. And my parents still do that to this day. Yeah. Every weekend they're at Sam's Club and Costco, like getting the Danish for the morning breakfast. Oh my gosh. Um, So I think I really learned it from them just like 
you can really be your own yeah. boss if you want to. And that, absolutely, I would love for that to be like my end goal. And I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't even know if that's in my journey. I would like it to be, but mm-hmm. who knows? I don't know. Um, yeah. But I think I get my work ethic from them. Like they have worked so hard and they've sacrificed so much to give me and my brother um, everything that we have. And I think they're amazed at what we've accomplished and the things that we're able to do. Um, and we try to like pay that forward to them. Like, Hey, yeah. like, cause they weren't like on the weekends we were coming here to see our family. We weren't doing like fancy stuff in the city, yeah. or, like going to Broadway show. Like we did some of that stuff, but it was like very humble. We had a very humble upbringing, I think. Um, and now that, you know, me and my brother both live in a city, like we're trying to get them to come here yeah. and do fun stuff and like let them know like, Hey, you know, when we're on vacation, we don't have to stay at the budget hotel. Like we could stay we at the Marriott. Stay. It's not a big <laughs> That's deal. That's so amazing. Um, But yeah, I think it's really comes down to my family. Like actually every single person in my family on my dad's side are all entrepreneurs. Like my aunt just opened up her own salon. Yeah. My cousin has like a sorry rental business. My other uncle owns hotels. My other uncle owns an alarm company. One of my other uncles owns a dry cleaning company. Yeah. Um, And all coming from very different backgrounds. Like obviously like you know, like that entrepreneurial spirit. And I think that everybody has that within themselves. Yeah. Um, going back to like our parents, like it's important that we recognize too how hard they work. I'm also first generation here. Um, my mom came here at the age of 24 by herself. My mom's one out of 12. And she was the only one out of her siblings to wa- who wanted to travel at first. My grandpa met this Greek family, I believe, Um, that worked at the embassy and so they petitioned her to work here and she was a housekeeper I mean she is still to say a housekeeper and I've I've always been when I say that I've always been proud of why I say that too because my mom's worked so hard to really make it in this city and it wasn't easy now and because she was the first one then she got her sisters to come then she got a bunch of cousins to come here and work the same like same housekeeping job and really like it was not easy they were making less than minimum like less than minimum wage now to clean people's houses Mm -hmm. and really like be on call and i respect her and at the age of 24 coming to a country where you have zero family um good thing she like knew in phil in the philippines they like really stress english because they really idolize american culture so good thing she knew english but i just I'm so amazed every time when I talk about my mom and my dad too. He came here and, you know, my parents didn't, it's not like they like finished school back at home. Like my mom always wanted to do nursing, but had to come here and take whatever job she could to like give it back to um, my family in the Philippines. And Mm -hmm. till this day, I still have like, they still give back to our family in the Philippines. I'm sure for you, it's the same thing where, you're still like, I don't know, do you have a lot of family in India that were your support, like your family's supporting? Um, no, I think everyone there does pretty well for themselves already. Um, one of the ways that we do give back is, so the house that my dad and his brothers grew up in still like exists in India and we go, that we like we stay there when we go to India. Yeah. The first floor is actually a clinic and I, I don't know what like the frequency is, but there's a pharmacist and a doctor that go there every once in a while. And um, a lot of people come there to get like free medicine or like a free checkup or something like that. So we give money towards that um, pretty regularly, I would say. And then the second floor of the house is actually where we stay. 
Um, but I think that's one of the ways that they give back. And, it, you know, growing up with our parents, like for at least for me too, like what I learned and even now to say, it's never been about money. Like for me, success has never been about money. It's always been if like I felt fulfilled, if I felt challenged. Um, and I guess like everybody has a definite of like a completely different different definition of success right mm -hmm. um for me i used to say like i don't define myself successful unless everyone around me feels like they're successful because i've always just been the person that like wanted to help or promote someone or like whatever i could do to help them believe in themselves mm -hmm. like um, I was saying, like, if you spend enough time with me, like, I'll make you believe in yourself kind yeah. of thing. Um, and I've always just loved doing that, which is why I also wanted to do this I podcast. I think that's why we're really good friends, Jen, because you are one of those people that, like, has high energy and you keep people motivated. And that's, I think that's the reason why I still <laughs> hang out with you, because I'm like, wow, this is, like, such an awesome person that, like, really just, like, cares about people. And on top of that, like... You're fun to be around. You are energetic, right? You're passionate. Um, and you really do inspire people. So, Thank like, you're you. awesome. Um, but, like, the reason I keep close with people is because they inspire me. Honestly, this is why I wanted to do this podcast. And I wanted to interview people that I know have met. Because I find so much inspiration in what people love to do what they're doing or when they what they start want to start doing mm -hmm. and that's all i want to bring out like i'm all about there is space for every single person at the table to eat yeah you know and i don't believe in any competition or anything like that i'm all about like bringing it all together you know i've always been like the joiner like the person. you're the connector yeah i'm you're the plug connector. for the people is what i say <laughs> um Awesome. So talking about the your like culture and your where your family obviously you also come from a very strong like a very strong culture like mm -hmm. and so have I and we both come from big families which is also why I wanted to talk talk to you about because with big families there's different and a strong culture like there's so many different pressures that yeah. we need to ex well, that we experience so like how do you feel like your culture and your family dynamics have impacted you and how you work um so unlike other i guess traditional gujarati families we are not traditional at all um our family i guess like my parents and my aunts and uncles um, have always been super open. Like we have never had to really hide anything from our parents, right? Yeah. They've always been super supportive of us and they've always sort of let us do what we wanted because I think they raised us in a way that they're like, okay, my kids are not going to go and do some stupid stuff. Yeah. Like they yeah. they have sound minds on their heads. Um, so I think that's one differentiator. And I think, I think my family just knows how to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you've met them before, yeah, I've right? Yeah, I met so, them once, and it's like, I, like, love them. They, yeah. They're so fun. Yeah, they are super um, open. They're very modern. There are some things, of course, that they're very traditional about, like, religious values, of course. Um, yeah. Or more so, not even religious, like, spiritually, right? Um, just being kind to other people, right? Like, really believing in karma. Like, you know, you probably shouldn't have done that because something yeah. else is kind of come for you. And I'm a firm believer in karma, so... Um, I think just instilling like morals in us and positivity and just like never giving up um, are some of the things that they taught. Did you ever feel like you had to 
Were you ever scared of failure because you would be compared to your family or cousins oh, yeah. or stuff like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, my that? gosh. Yeah, this has been from the get-go. Um, I remember, like, growing up, my mom, obviously, like, every day we'd eat Indian food. Yeah. And um, my mom would make some, like, interesting vegetables, which is, like, very common in, like, the Gujarati culture. But I am not a fan of all of those vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> and some of them are, like, so disgusting to the point that I, like, could not even smell it. Like, yeah. I would literally, like... It was disgusting. Um, but she would be like, oh, like, this cousin eats this vegetable, so oh. like, you should eat that vegetable. Like, always that comparison of like, oh, like, well, you know, she did this, so you should do that. Yeah. So, yeah, there's always a comparison. Even between me and my brother, there's always a comparison. Yeah. Um, but I think as we've grown older, like, no, success-wise, um, again, like, my parents gave me everything I needed mm-hmm. in order to be successful. Yeah. Um, and, like, I value that a lot because I think that's super important And I see up. you and your cousins and your brothers, and you guys are all very, very supportive of each other. Yeah, like, we are. You guys are all successful no matter where everyone is, but you guys, you know, have this type of energy that you guys are all supporting each other. Not many families have that. Like. Yeah. I, I grew up in the same thing where, you know, I have a ton of cousins. I don't have any, like, direct siblings, and I have older siblings, but they were in the Philippines at the time. And um, there are, you know, growing up, there's always, like, little comments like, oh, well, you know, Jen finished school. Jen did college right away. And, like, my cousins may have not had the same experience. And for me, like, sometimes, because I was, like, the, the oldest, too, and so... I did feel some sort of pressure to like do well, right? Mm-hmm. But I I feel for my cousins that kind of grew up after like were younger than me cuz every time like sometimes like we'd be like compared like if they weren't doing something right, they're like, "Well, look at Jen," you know? But now, you know, they have their own path and I'm so proud of them and I've always been I hated when people would compare us because it never mm-hmm. helped my relationship with my cousins and and my family because you know, for me, I was just doing what I needed to do. Like I get it that not everybody has the same sort of, you know, um just like not school's not for everyone at the same time. Yeah. So I think that and I've always, you know, believed in my cousins and been so supportive of them. And they're both very successful now. And coming, obviously, being in this country, we're, like, all compared to each other. Mm-hmm. But um, now, growing up, it's, like, does it really matter at much? But, like, I guess people in general end up comparing themselves to other people. Yeah, I mean, I think it's natural, right? And right. I think... I think- you know, it's not good to do, but I think a little bit of it of it is okay because you're setting a bar for yourself, right? Yeah. Like, I have some cousins who, like, one is a lawyer, one got an MBA from Columbia, one is an investment banker, one already has their own business. Like, they're doing such amazing things. Yeah. And, like, I think I'm doing pretty well for myself right mm-hmm. now. But I still look to them and I'm like, wow, like, she's about to make partner at her law firm. Like, yeah she's worked so hard to get there, but, like, she's doing it. Like, if she's doing it, like, it's possible, it right? It is possible. It's going to take a lot of hard work, but, you know, it's good. Yeah. Um, and it's important that, you know, yeah, you like you said, we, like, set people setting the bar, but, like, understand that you have your own journey and mm-hmm. to consistently believe in yourself because yeah. that's a thing. Like, mm-hmm. we can easily you know, get into this like headspace of comparing with other people. And that's so easy to do now with social media that we kind of just need to focus on ourselves and believe in ourselves and our our path. Yeah. Um, 
and also be supportive of other people's paths too just because they haven't yet figured it out and this is also what we were talking about earlier is that a lot of people look at us and they say you figured it out jen like you have your career you have this and that but i don't have it figured out actually um there are still things i struggle with there's still things i get my like get down on myself about um you know and i've been very open about that i think one of my biggest struggles too is like I haven't been promoted because I have to, you know, pass my exam. So Mm -hmm. as part of our firm requirement, we need to pass a certification exam. And I've never really been successful at, like, exams. Like, I struggled for the past, ever since college, since, like, for five years, like, trying to pass an exam. And and, and people are like, but you're doing it. You're, like, there. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not where I want to be. And there are certain things that... I am like trying to get to uh, you guys see me as like successful and has it all together but I can't even get promoted because of this exam but I also understand that that's not a definition of how hard I work or how well absolutely not yeah Yeah. so and I've been pretty open about that because Mm -hmm. I don't think everyone's like that I you know you were successful in that and you got yours but like not everyone has the same path and I know some people that have their certification and not exactly happy in their career or what they're doing and yeah. they don't want to do this and have already like invested the time and the energy the money yeah. yeah and like i love what i do you know and i see myself going far in this it's just that one thing but it's really um i've never allowed that to determine how i am or my success it's a good mindset to have because like i know you very well i know and i've cried my like i've cried several times about not passing but again at the end of the day i always like i've always tried to be positive about it and i always say it's never a loss it's always a lesson yeah Um, i love that it's never a loss always a lesson yeah so and i'm still trying to remain positive about it you should yeah. You're going to get it. You're gonna I get know. It. I know. You just and have I, to believe you're going to get it. Exactly. And when I talk about it and I put it out there, it'll happen. Yeah. But again, like I still don't, I try not to look bad on myself and like get down on myself about that because it is not an easy thing to talk about either. No. But I've, but I've been honest about it. Like, you know, I'm not the only one who's feeling that way, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Um, but yeah. I have this, my phone background um is actually this image of it's like two-sided there's a bush essentially and on one side there's a girl with like a million flowers and she's sad so like do you see this oh yeah and then on the other side of the bush there's this girl with one flower and she's like dancing and super happy oh my god So i always keep that like something like that as my phone background to like kind of bring perspective of like okay how am i going to view this situation whether it's a good situation or bad right like let's just have different perspectives when we read into things and this like constantly reminds me you're so awesome you need to send me that background i will um that is just so awesome um so yeah i said that success can be defined in many ways what how do you define success so i think that's that's (laughs) constantly changing for me right like sometimes it honestly is money right like um it took a lot for me to get to where i am right now like my parents live in pennsylvania and a, a lot of people from this area have family living in new jersey or new york right they they could live at home starting their careers unfortunately i didn't really have that option of course i have so much family in New Jersey and I, I actually have stayed with them throughout, but, um, you know, it's about 
being on your own, right? And just like kind of setting your own footprint somewhere. And I really wanted New York to be that place. And in my first year when I rented an apartment, it was not easy. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like waiting like, okay, when am I going to get that raise? When am I going to get that bonus? Like I need this money. Um, So yeah, sometimes it is money. Um, But I think at the end of the day, success for me probably means going home and knowing that I added value somewhere. That's incredible. And it doesn't have to be like work related. It could be anything like, oh, I spent this weekend um, with my cousin who was going through a hard time. And at the end of it, she felt really happy. Yeah. That means success for me. Or like last week I went down to Bowery Mission and we actually served um, breakfast to 204 homeless people. Um, And that felt awesome. That's amazing. It just felt really, really good. I had no idea you do that. Yeah. It was, my cousin actually suggested it and it was really cool. I highly recommend it to you guys. Like they are really, really appreciative of the help and it's like an easy thing to go and do. And you do all these things, Shivani, that like not many people know about, right? And like, I think that's that's how we are. That's like why you and I gravitate as well is that, we have yeah, our career and our job, but like there's so many things that we do outside of it mm-hmm. um, that people don't know about. Yeah. Like I think, what are the things like, what is something that like people don't know that you do? I think it's stuff like that. Like I'm yeah. not necessarily, I, I definitely love social media and I will post, but there are some things that I do that I want to keep to myself and I, yeah. I don't want to, it's sacred for me and I don't want to post that for other people to see because it's just like, why? Why do they need to know that I did that? Yeah. Like, I don't want to brag about it. I don't want to show off about it. It's something that makes me feel good. And I'm going to do it. That's like, awesome. I know people who will post their workout every single time they work out. And I'm just like, that's awesome for you. But right. like, maybe I don't want to do that. Yeah. Because maybe they'll be like, oh, this girl's working out. But like, we're not seeing any results. <laughs> What's happening? No. Um, but I totally get what you mean. That like, yeah. once you put it out there, sometimes it gives like judgment. And people are like, what are you doing? Or like... Or sometimes you feel the need to post to, like, prove something or, like, yeah. And I said to myself this year, like, I want to be more present. Like, I want to, like, you don't have to put it all out there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, So, yeah, like, even with this podcast, like, I started talking about it with certain people. And, you know, I'm obviously nervous to put it out there because I'm also nervous for it to like fail. But when I what I learned was the more you put it out, like the more you talk about it, the more like I've held myself accountable. But and I just don't want to disappoint myself or anyone else that I've kind of hyped up to like listen to this podcast. But I'm hoping it'll go well, and I like it will. Like it will I know, well. I I know, and I I've never tried to like I've never put my mind something that I didn't care about, and like this is something I truly do care about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I want to thank you again for doing this. Of course, of course. Um, yeah, I have like one question, or maybe two questions. Okay. Um, your short term and long term goals. Okay, my short term goal is to put something new on my resume mm-hmm. and i think i'm already doing that i'm working on the yeah. data analytics thing at work so i think that's going to be like my short-term goal hopefully my project starts this week yeah um and then i think my long-term goal is to travel to a new country yeah um i don't think it's going to happen this year because i have a bunch of stuff happening that's not going to allow me to travel um abroad i don't think um but hopefully next year 
a long-term goal to travel to a new country. That's awesome. Um, but those goals are always evolving. Um, yeah. Who knows? Maybe I will travel this year. I don't know. Yeah. I actually have... So that blackboard Yeah, I was me. like reading that um, earlier. So actually, I've been using that board since last year. No, two years now. And everything I've written on the board has come true. So really? Like, getting this apartment came true. Doing my secondment came true. Um, like my Taylor Diaries. I'm doing like an immigration project right now with my family where um, we take the family tree and we like interview everyone um, in the family that like migrated to America and then eventually I'll interview the people who were like born here. Um, but I want to be able to document Wait, those stories because awesome. they're not documented. Like yeah. they're not documented at all. Um, so like that's on the board again for this year because I want to make sure I'm like continuously doing it because I have a huge family and there's a lot of people to interview. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Travel to a new country or city, put something new on my resume, uh, travel to India again. Oh, is yeah. that what you call the Taylor Diaries? Yes. Wait, that's so awesome. So, like, I I have a big family, too, and I want to, like, learn about my mom's, like, I want to put on paper, like, my mom's story, my mm-hmm. aunt's story, my uncle's, like, like. We have some awesome, to... like, one of my uncles is the inventor of the mud flap. What is on mud trucks. flap? You know, like, on trucks, like, oh. behind, I don't know if it's behind or in front of the tire. Now I sound stupid, but he invented the mud <laughs> that flap. That is crazy. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. But, like, no Ooh, one knows no that one knows, story. No one knows And then, that. like, one of my grandfather's brothers, um, we all know that he, like, met Gandhi and his wife, but we don't know, like his political stories like he was very political in india yeah um he like opened up a school in our hometown like i want to be able to document those stories unfortunately he's passed but like i know i could get the knowledge from someone yeah and i want to do it before it's too late yeah so that's awesome well how do you think this first podcast went i think it went good i hope that people are inspired by what they what we say and um, I hope that you know that your journey is individual and special. And I hope that hearing from us gives you motivation to continue forward and not compare or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, absolutely. And again, Shivani, thank you so much. Of course. Is there anything you wanted to ask me or like... <laughs> What's your next podcast episode oh, going to be? Oh, good question. Um, I have a couple people lined up that to... to, to to do this i want to interview someone in the more creative space like yeah. someone who is exploring their art um or in their art and see how that experience is like because a lot of people a lot of people we know are pursuing like artistic careers and also mm-hmm. there's a different struggle there that i can't even understand but yeah. i love the people i have so much compassion and I'm so like amazed and inspired by people who are pursuing a career and a life in in a creative space because it's not easy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'll keep you posted on who it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks again. Of course. Hi everyone! Thanks for tuning into my first podcast. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Shivani. We both have very similar experiences and pursued a career in accounting, talked about how we manage work-life balance and the importance of speaking up in our careers. Um, We also talked about how our cultural backgrounds and families have influenced our work ethic. Um, And I look up Shishivani so much, and I think having friendships like this are crucial to being successful. It's important to have someone you can relate to, to your experience, and be there whenever you're faced with certain struggles in your career. 
So whether you chose to be in a career in accounting or not, I hope you were able to find something you can relate to in this podcast. And I want to thank you guys again for tuning in. Please give me feedback, write a review, send me a message. Um, I'm open to it all and I hope you guys enjoy this. Thanks again. Bye.